Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What is going on, guys? We are back on uh, Let It Grow for episode number 67. And uh, we've got uh, lots of different stuff to talk about, some different problems going on around the world, uh, some new stuff, some old stuff. And, uh, you know, also wanted to get into the investing challenge. We've got those results from week 13. We are going to be buying Qualcomm on Monday, uh, today, actually. Uh, as I'm recording on Sunday. But uh, on Monday, lunchtime, as always, we will be looking to add uh, $200 into the Webull portfolio, um, where we are going to be adding that $200 every Monday throughout the year. We're going to see if we can outpace the returns of the market. And uh, ultimately, the market has uh, really responded pretty well. The uh, The NASDAQ has turned quite positive. Uh, we were down at that 12.6, 12.7 level about two weeks ago. Now we're up to about uh, 14,170. Uh, you know, so we're, we're really rebounding here. And, you know, I mean, about, you know, 1,500 points over the course of two weeks. So quite a big move. I know we had uh, some solid runs this week also. We gave a little bit back on Friday, but nothing to uh, get too concerned about. And uh, so we're, we're definitely hopeful. We're uh, thankful we bought that dip. And, uh, you know, I just want to point out that when you stay invested and you have that time in the market, it is uh, nine times out of 10 the, the best way to do it. And you're going to see those outsized returns, um, you know, so trying to sell and then buy back in lower. Um, you know, most of the time we're just not that good and either we're, we're not that good or it just doesn't get down to where our, our levels are set to go ahead and buy more or we sell after it's already made the big drop. And then it runs before we can get back in, you know, all those different problems. So when you buy your dollar cost average, you build your position. And uh, ultimately, that's going to be the way to get your port portfolio up to that size that you're really comfortable with. And uh, yes, that's what I'm going to stick on saying. Uh, buy, you know, buy the dips, dollar cost average, and don't sell unless something goes uh, dr dramatically wrong with either your position uh, you know, an emergency in your life, something like that to where you, you have to have the funds for something else. I, I did want to get into some crypto.com talk. Um, well, one, uh, I saw earlier this week, they are now doing NFTs. Uh, so you can buy, sell and mint your NFTs on, uh, on the crypto.com app, which is pretty cool. It's a separate, uh, login, but you can still use it from your regular crypto.com portfolio. Uh, which is kind of cool. I haven't really dove into that era, you know, that that area of the market so much yet. Uh, maybe I'll look at it. Maybe I'll see if there's there's something that doesn't uh, strike me as something to buy. And you know, those those NFTs, the non fungible tokens. Uh, basically, you hold the coin. It's proof that uh, you own something. Versus, you know, you got the real uh, artwork of this, that, or whatever, or you got the ticket from going to a show. Uh, you can have it on your account. You know, hey, I was at this, uh, you know, the buzzer beater game in 2022. I got the ticket. Uh, you know, it might become a collectible. Uh, a lot of times in the contracts, they have royalties that would be paid to 
uh, the original artist. So if you buy a piece of artwork and then you sell it, uh, sometimes those contracts are going to have that, uh, you know, the, the creator gets 5% off of every sale and perpetuity. So they're making money. You've got the proof that you either bought it, went to the show, you, you know, whatever the different contract is, you know, you, you bought a pair of shoes and it came with the NFT. You can display that kind of like a Facebook page, Instagram page. You have all those rights to all the different things that are associated uh, with that NFT. Uh, so that's on there now. One thing that kind of kind of got me a little down about the crypto.com space is now they have, I'm not exactly even too sure what it is other than the, the interest rates have gone down. They had a limit on how much interest you could make. I think it was at $50,000. Um, I'm not 100% certain as to where it was, but now it dropped it down to $30,000. Uh, you're getting that full interest. Um, and now if you're above that, you get half the interest that someone with a lesser account would get. So you get more of that uh, bonus rate to uh, to get started. And once you kind of have your portfolio grow to a certain amount, it's going to get cut in half. Well, I got cut in half. Uh, so I've been moving some of my money from Binance. Uh, as I've been getting out of Binance, I've talked about that briefly because of some of the deposit features that are on crypto.com now. So I moved that money over to the crypto app. I've been buying more Ethereum and Bitcoin as we talked about also. And now my uh, my interest has gotten cut down. Uh, on my flexible staking, it's already cut down. Um, so on Ethereum, I think I was getting, I want to say it was 4% on the flexible. It might've been 3%. And now it's cut down to like 2%. And then on a three month lockup, uh, the coins that I already have locked up are six and a half percent. And now the future coins are only going to be at 4% on a three month. So definitely, uh, you know, kind of, kind of a bummer. And, uh, I guess it's kind of with one account size to some of the changes they've made to the platform, but, uh, ultimately, uh, I'm still there. That's where I'm, I'm comfortable trading. The taxes are easier. Uh, I've got the link in the description. Um, and you know, like I said, the, the fees are a little bit better there. Uh, I think they're actually cheaper at Binance, but they're both fairly comparable. Um, so that's what I've been doing. I've been kind of rolling out of Binance and in more to the crypto.com platform. Uh, as I said, you, you know, if you've you got a starting size account and you're getting a little bit more on that interest, then you go over that threshold and they cut you in half. Uh, I'm still getting the, uh, the CRO. Uh, interest is still high. I'm still getting the the 3% back on card spend. So there's a, a bunch of different things there that I still do like, but uh, ultimately uh, that interest is kind of a, kind of a bummer. That's uh, pretty much all I got on that. But uh, uh, I did want to get into some talk on, you know, some of the different commodity fears out there uh, with Russia, with the Saudis and uh, yeah, I'm, I might be punching it a little bit out of my weight class on this one. I'm going to try. Uh, you might have to go ahead and look on Google or do some different searches and kind of come up with your own uh, interpretation of what's going on out there. But in, uh, in 1944, the Bretton Woods system was established after World War II, uh, basically saying that the U.S., Canada, Europe, uh, Western Europe, Australia, Japan uh, signed this agreement, basically said that their uh, monetary policy, they... they uh, had to trade money and have it within a 1% of what the, the fair market value was. So people couldn't, uh, 
you know, exchange money for less or more. It, it had to be fair. Um, so now going forward, there's talks of a Bretton Woods 3.0 and uh, a, a guy named Zoltan Postzar who was uh, working with the Fed. He had a lot of different roles in uh, U.S. government is saying that there's going to be a commodity crisis. Uh, and a lot of that is to do with um, the Russian commodities. Granted, they don't make a whole bunch of stuff, but what they do make in the way of oil and gas is highly commoditized. So uh, there's going to be, the, the market's going to be flooded with cheaper uh, oil and gas from Russia. And there's going to be a spread in between kind of the bid and the ask, if you will. So there's going to be, you know, $4 or say $120 uh, barrel price from, you know, OPEC or, or whoever's making the oil. And then if you got Russia's going to flood there, the market with $60 oil. Um, so now we can't all buy that, but uh, there's a lot of talk that maybe China will buy all that up and then they're going to try to sell it. So there's this this spread that's going on and they're saying that uh, one, the uh, the dollar could kind of get hurt out of this. Um, two, you've got uh, the, the Saudi Arabians saying that, uh, well, they're out and really not too happy with the Biden administration. So they were talking about accepting the yuan as a, a sale for oil, which it's always been the U.S. dollar as a world reserve currency. So you've got this. Uh, it's kind of a head fake maybe from from the Saudis. They, they know that uh, they kind of have to play with the uh, with the U.S. in the way of oil because of the integration of uh, all the systems, all the development, everything that's on the ground between the U.S. and the Saudis right now, it's so highly integrated, you really can't separate the two. But ultimately, you know, the, the com commodities coming from Russia are going to be cheaper. We're flooding the market with these cheaper goods, but a lot of people don't want to touch it or they can't touch it. Uh, so, you know, the, there's been talks of, you know, will the U.S. dollar collapse? Um I don't really think that's going to happen. Um, now, I do think that there's going to be some people trying to not have the U.S. dollar on their balance sheet. They might, uh, you know, diversify a bit, as we all try to do as investors, which makes sense. So where will that go? Uh, they could go to gold. It could go to other currencies. You know, maybe someone's going to start buying up the Chinese yuan. And, uh, you know, another theory is that it's going to go to crypto. And with $400 trillion floating around the world, and I think the, the market cap of um, Bitcoin is like $700 billion at the moment. And if 1% of that $400 trillion flows into Bitcoin, uh, you know, that's going to, you know, probably four or five X the cost of Bitcoin. So there's, there's this theory that, uh, well, one, the, the US dollar could collapse. Two, uh, you got China that's trying to uh, take on the uh, or or have the Saudis buy or accept the yuan as a currency for oil when it's never really happened. And there's kind of a head fake from the Saudis as to, hey, we're thinking about accepting the yuan. U.S., what are you going to do for us? And now the U.S. is trying to play nice and trying to um, meet them in the middle, if you will. They're trying to give a couple things. They've got a laundry list of things that they want. The U.S. is trying to uh, make make nice and 
play play well with others in order to get this done. It's a it's definitely a a lot of different things going on out there. But uh I guess my take on it is one I don't think that the US dollar is going to collapse. Sure, could there be some volatility? Yes, I I definitely think that's going to happen. Do I think that more people are going to get into crypto or gold? Uh, yes, I do. Um, so as again, as I've said, I've been buying more Ethereum, more Bitcoin. Those are the big two. Um, you know, we've had some big runs in the last couple of weeks in those prices as well. Uh, even in Cardano and all the other cryptos as well, we've we've seen those run up. Uh, even today, I saw VeChain was up like 31%. So if you're in VeChain uh, with me, congratulations. You know, it's a good day for you. Um, but now going forward, like, you know, there's just a lot of things out there that are still kind of brewing. We're still trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, ultimately, you know, we, we just, we really gotta, gotta play well with the Saudis and hopefully they're not going to go and, and, you know, run to China and allow the Yuan, but, uh, you got to think of all these things when you're really trying to, uh, map out the future. You know, is the is a U.S. dollar always going to be the world reserve currency? Um, it, it's hard to say. I mean, right now, it's uh, I think we're fairly safe. I'll say that. But, uh, you know, there's always that risk. So you want to limit that risk as much as you can by diversifying and not just strictly being in cash. You want to think about the other things that are going to be valuable around the world. And uh, ultimately, for me, that is going to be in crypto. I know for some others, they're going to buy uh, gold, or they're going to look at other currencies uh, as a way to hedge their bets and not have all their all their dollars in in one place or all their money in in the dollar. Uh, so that's kind of what I got there. I know it's kind of uh, a little bit muddy, and there's a lot going on at one time in in what I just said. But uh, hopefully, at least it opens your eyes to what's going on and understanding that. Uh, you know, there's multiple factors going on out there. There's a lot of different things that are kind of coming to light and we need to know them in order to uh, be better investors. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. I will come back and uh, we're going to talk about the investing challenge for week 14. We're going to get into some other news and uh, I'll be right back. All right, we are back here. So uh, I was looking over Friday's numbers and uh, a lot of it uh, really was positive. I know the Dow closed positive. The Nasdaq was down a hair. Uh, a lot of the large cap tech did pretty well. Uh, I'm sure there was a couple outliers there. But uh, semiconductors, I think Amazon, uh, Google were up. Um, so then we had, uh, in my portfolio, the only things that were down were small cap, non-profitable stocks that uh, have kind of continued to have that volatility and also Chinese stocks. So those are are still kind of, you know, in that in that wave up, down, up, down. And they're really still struggling to get that traction to a, a higher high. Uh, but like I said, the, even Amazon, you know, they were twenty eight hundred like last week and now they're thirty two and some change. So that one definitely did well. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, uh, I haven't really been buying too much in the way of uh, of stocks. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll get through what I was buying here this week. I did, uh, do some selling the, the week prior, raise some cash. Um, actually I think I was waiting on a job to get started. I was waiting for some material to get delivered and, uh, sold out of a couple things actually. 
But uh, yeah, I have been busy getting back into the swing of things with the full-time uh, landscape work. And, uh, you know, it makes it a little bit harder for me to get on here and do as much buying. So the limit uh, buys and sells are, are a lot of what I've been uh, looking to do in order to get those prices that I want and uh, just kind of sit back and relax and, and let the, the market come to me. Um, but I did go ahead and buy, well, this is even last week, so I really didn't do too much buying. Um, they might have triggered this past week, though. So a little bit of Palantir, a little bit of SoFi, uh, more Facebook, NVIDIA, Qualcomm. And we'll be buying that one uh, today as well. Um, and then sold a little bit of Chevron at uh, 164 and some change. Uh, that one had just gotten a little bit uh, running up too high. So I, I sold off probably about 7% of that position uh, just to take a little bit of the gains out of it. We never know when those oil prices are going to fall or uh, if the the Russian Ukraine conflict is going to simmer down and then we'll have a little bit you know more of a clear path forward I think some of the oil prices might kind of stabilize at that point but uh, yeah if, uh, if any of this information is uh, is beneficial to you I really would appreciate a thumbs up a share um, and if you want to go ahead and go above and beyond you can also support the channel for as little as 99 cents a month and that's over at uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow. But uh, yeah, so this week we were looking at uh, five stocks for the week 13 investing challenge. We had Black Rifle Coffee Company, Qualcomm, JP Morgan, Gilead Sciences, and Google. Uh, I mentioned in last week's episode that I was getting very bullish on Google and Amazon. I am thinking about adding some more uh, to Google. Um, that one, I like I said, I had uh, a few shares in that $1,300 price point, and uh, then it had run up you know, pretty substantially. I, I about doubled my position or doubled my uh, initial investment on it, and uh, then it got to the point where I'm like, man, this thing's got to drop before I really want to add more. Kind of that same problem I had with NVIDIA. I didn't get in. It kept running, kept running. I always thought it was going to come down, uh, which it did. We, we bought that, and that had a great week. Uh, this past week, I think we were up eight or nine percent one day this week with some different stuff coming out about full self-driving. They're doing some stuff with throttling back on the amount of processing power or the hash rate for uh, different uh, crypto miners. If it, the chips get put in a miner, the hash rate is cut down, which uh, is slowing the processing of the uh, the miners. But uh, it's also... Uh, they're, they're trying to do it in order to allow more people to get their hands on the chips. So make it less beneficial for people to buy the chips. So that way that if they want to have that same processing power, they need to buy more chips, which kind of seems kind of, you know, like it's a, a infinity loop of, you know, you, you got to buy more chips and they really got to give the money to NVIDIA if you want that processing power. Uh, but hopefully if you, they can't afford it, then they are, you know, getting these chips into the hands of people trying to build computers and uh, gamers and things like that. So they're they're trying to kind of crack down on just miners buying these chips uh, hand over fist. But uh, yeah, like I said, so those had a good run this week. And, uh, you know, ultimately, like I started the show with, we're going to be buying uh, more Qualcomm. Uh, I definitely still am bullish there. And, uh, you know, Google is going to be one that I just need to add to to get that position to a, uh, a larger piece of the pie for my entire portfolio. 
uh, my Qualcomm position is is higher. And uh, I would like Google to get to the size of that Qualcomm or even my Amazon position. So that's what I'm looking to do. I will be looking to do that. Uh, like I said, I, I have been buying more crypto this week. Um, I'm as, a, as I said, I'm moving a lot of things from Binance over to the crypto.com platform to get the staking, to get the interest. And uh, ultimately, I think it's just easier to have everything on one platform. So that's what I've been doing. But uh, now when we're looking at week 14, um, for a couple of the reasons here, uh, I am looking to add to some of the positions that we uh, currently have. These are all names that we currently have. You guys have all voted for uh, one or several of these. And uh, I'm looking to either average down or just build a position in ones that have already gone up. Uh, so there's going to be five this week, as always. And those names are going to be, number one is going to be Ethereum. I still think Ethereum is undervalued. I still think we got a lot of room to run on that. QQQ is going to get us, uh, you know, those those large cap tech names that I still think are going to do well. I'm still bullish on Amazon. I'm still bullish on Google. Um, Microsoft, Apple are, are, you know, the main two components of QQQ. I think it makes up something like 20%. And, uh, you know, and then you're going to get all the other ones. You're going to get uh, Facebook, you're going to get, or Meta, you're going to get uh, NVIDIA's and the, the other chip plays and the, the other tech plays, probably Adobe's in there, I'm sure somewhere. So you're getting a lot of those different subscription businesses, as well as a lot of the tech, a lot of the, uh, you know, the high flyers. And uh, it's run up a bit from where I had said that I really wanted to add in that 340 range was really where I was eyeing up. I think we're about 360 right now. But uh, ultimately, I think QQQ is going to have a good future. Uh, great companies, and I don't think that the uh, the the market's going to throw these out with the uh, with the bathwater, if you will. So Ethereum, QQQ, were the the two winners of the group that I'm looking to add to. So we would be averaging up on these. Now on the flip side, we've got uh, three that had. Uh, well, three that had sold off. One's now running back. You you can probably guess which one that is. Um, so that one is going to be NVIDIA, NVDA. That one is one that we have talked about uh, pretty substantially. You know, we were uh, originally bought at week one at that $300 price point. It fell awful right after. Okay. So I had then gone ahead and bought heavily in my brokerage account. So I built up this position uh, I'm going to pull it up right now just because I want to see where we're at on this. And all right, we are at 276.92 on, on, well, on NVIDIA. Uh, my current cost basis in my brokerage is 237. Now, remind you, I bought this after the Weeble that uh, I think we're at like right around 300. And so now I'm up 16.5% on NVIDIA. Since the start of the year, in the same quarter, you know, we're going to be starting a new quarter, April 1. Um, but now in the uh, in the Weeble portfolio, we're still down. We're down like 7 or 8% at this point. So it has cut those losses substantially. I think at one point we were down over 30% in, in a couple of weeks time. It was a, it was a pretty rough uh, January there for NVIDIA. So we could either average down on NVIDIA which is going to be number three, we could average down on Shopify, number four, or we could average down on Ford, 
which is going to be number five. So Ethereum, QQQ, NVIDIA, Shopify, and Ford. Um, I think uh, all of them have some validity here. Shopify had sold off after, right after we bought it as well. It's almost like we need to buy these a week later and we would have been safe on a lot of them. And, uh, you know, Ford did the same thing. Ford uh, had that big run with some of the lightning talk. And then they uh, took a couple plants offline because they couldn't get uh, materials. And, uh, you know, now they're still trading pretty, pretty low compared to where we bought that one as well. So I do think that they all have some validity here. Um, you know, as I just said, I, I've been buying crypto fairly heavily right now, um, more so last week. Now I think we're getting to that uh, untested water of some of these prices. We either need a breakthrough higher or we're going to fall back down to some of those, you know, in Bitcoin, that 37,000 level, uh, Ethereum probably in that 27, 2800 level. Uh, so either we're going to fall back down to that support or we need to break higher. Um, so I'm trying to kind of average in. I don't want to be doing any heavy buys. If we go back down to some of those levels, I will add more. Uh, I think that bullish case is there. As I was saying with the Bretton Woods and uh, some of the commodity pricing that's going to be coming out of Russia and China, I think that is going to be a, uh, a catalyst for the crypto space to move higher as people don't want to hold on to the US dollar. With some of the talks about the dollar collapsing, uh, even if it doesn't collapse, I still think that the fear is out there that is going to push people another direction. And uh, I do think that the U.S. economy could get, uh, you know, a bit weaker going forward, which I still think is going to be beneficial for the crypto space, as well as the government decision as to whatever they do. Uh, you know, obviously, they're not banning crypto, which is great. And then we're going to see where we're going to head from there, what the, the status of the government's going to be. So we've got uh, some good choices here, I think. And uh, ultimately, um, one of these five is going to be one of the ones that we're going to be adding to for week 14. So please go ahead and get your votes in. We need uh, all the votes for week 14 over on Let It Grow Investing uh, podcast page on Facebook. Go ahead and go over there and vote. If you are not a member, it is a private group. Please uh, ask to join. Uh, fill out the questions and I'll get you in the group. I'm trying to keep the spammers and the scammers out of there. Uh, we've had a couple had to throw those out. Um, so if anyone's messaging you uh, from the group claiming to do something or trying to, you know, get any information out of you, please don't respond. Um, you know, so just or let me know. That would uh, be very beneficial. But uh, so, yeah, go ahead and get over there. Uh, go ahead and vote. And if anyone's giving you hard times, uh, please let me know. I, I really want a community of like minded investors. And uh, I'd rather have quality over quantity. And uh, that's what we've got for you guys today. So uh, get out there, get invested, uh, stack those assets over liabilities at all costs. You know, anything that's making you more money and, and find a way to uh, get to that level of financial freedom we're all trying to get to. But uh, yep, uh, with that being said, let's uh, get out there and have a great week. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. 
Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.